Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, Luke, don't gunge me, mate. I'm feeling that today, that yeah. theme tune. Are you feeling that? You know sometimes with different songs, you think, you put one on, you go, do you know what, I'm really feeling that I'm today. really feeling that. I'm feeling that theme tune. You spent our time in Naples listening to the um, Super Fairy Animals quite a lot. Who are from Naples, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I did it. Do you remember their, uh, I- their Italian, Italian language record. album? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that, it was cool. Yeah, it's called, um, <laughs> it's called uh, Margarita. <laughs> <laughs> were they the pizzas we were eating? I'm not. F- yes. I never eat any pizzas because, as discussed probably on this show, bum bums. My bum bum isn't very productive sometimes. Um, <laughs> but uh, the pizzas in Naples were, mmm, yeah, bellissimo. They were. They were delicious. Um, well, the Pete, I'll tell mm. you that uh, we learnt from our tour guide at Pompeii, Roberto, mm. that um, the way the first pi- the first ever pizza was made in Naples, All right? And it was made, um, I think, to celebrate um, a queen. A queen, a queen of one of the families. <laughs> a anyway, queen. But the most important point, the salient point, is that um, it was designed to have the white of the mozzarella, the red of the tomato, and the green of the basil to represent the Italian flag. Nice. And in Naples, apparently, and according to something I've read since we came back from Naples, one of the great uh, Neapolitan pizza chefs came over to London for some food festival, and he refused to put anything on this pizza other than mozzarella and tomato right. and basil. I know where you read that. Yeah. In the EasyJet magazine on the way back. Correct. <laughs> Which was also featuring someone I know uh, talking about um, yum buns. Oh, right. Yeah, I saw that as yum well. Yum buns yeah. are delicious, says uh, Johnny Downey of Street Feast slash Hawker House slash all of the other dining experiences in London. I friend, love a friend a, of Gary Lineker. I love a steamed bun. I do. I love an esteemed bun. Anyway, what's been going on, Pete? Should I give, should I give, this is episode 54 of the Luke and Pete show. That is the Pete. I am the Luke. Hello. Um, I feel like I should give people a recap of what happened last week because okay. it's nice to give people a little sort of a recap and also if you come into the show and you're listening for the first time to the most recent show, it give you a little bit of context. Some so, people who are on really epic trips, maybe across China or something, they listen to all of them in a row, so they might be very familiar with what happened last week. But we can't guarantee it though, can we? Let's have a pre Some people have a life. Mm. Um, yeah, pre uh, Last week there was a dream about bees from a listener, horrific I told a quick story about old ladies in libraries and the systems they have to know whether they've read a book or not. Oh, that was nice. I like that. You did something on the um, worst inventions of all time. 
which was beautiful. Mm. And you also <laughs> rallied against the establishment, as is your wont, for uh, the reason that you didn't get into Cambridge University. Oh, yeah. Which I think was fanciful. And if you don't mind me saying, Pete, on behalf of the listeners and myself, a little bit delusional. Uh, no. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to afford all the formal wear that those guys have. They've got, like, so many different jackets yeah. for every different situation. Gowns. For a, for a, yeah, gowns and, and jackets. And, like, you've got formal wear, you've got informal wear. Oh, God. I mean, which usually involves chinos, let's face it, in Cambridge. <laughs> yeah. Like in chinos on a bike. It's, I mean, that's, if you've got an oily chin on a bike, don't wear chinos. No, if you've, you're going to fuck them up. If you go to Cambridge, it's funny, actually. It's one of the sort of modern phenomenons of uh, or phenomena of, of life is that actually everywhere in Cambridge it's just the universities for people who haven't been there picture this it's just university buildings chino shop bike shop chino shop bike shop <laughs> scarf shop chino shop bike shop scarf shop that's it yeah. and uh, aggressive townies that uh, aren't involved in either enterprises I've been very grudging want, about it yeah, yeah. who, who <laughs> yeah. want to beat the shit out of everyone yeah. um, before I go into the update that I've been asked for, for many li- from many listeners about uh, what happened to the two Sean Holders Last time we left them in a hotel lobby, very confused, but making the best oh, yeah, of the situation. Yeah, I remember that. Before we do that, talk to me about why you're wearing bare feet in the studio today, because I think that's quite rude. Uh, Luke, as discussed, as soon as you get on a flight, you remove not only your shoes, but your socks as well, which is about as deviant as it gets. No, this has been bastardised, this story. What? This has taken on a life of its own. What do you mean? Well, the, the conversation we had actually was... Do you take your shoes off on a flight? And we said, yes, we did. And I said, I sometimes take my shoes off even if I've got shorts on and I'm not wearing any socks. And then you went mad about it. So you can't do that. You can't do that. That's a health risk for you. It's a health risk for uh, the plane as well. There's nothing inherently unhealthy about feet, though, is there? What? You're not going to catch anything just from a foot. No, I'm not not someone who's genuinely phobic about feet. I'm I'm not one who goes, oh, disgusting, it was torn as, Like, they're just feet. I mean, they're the business end of the the person, aren't they? But... It's a bit, it's a bit off. It's as not soon as you get on the flight, it? as soon as you get on the flight, I'm not saying you're going to get thrown off by an air marshal. I'm just saying that if you just take your shoes and socks off, that's deviant behaviour. But no, no one's as ever. As soon as you get on the flight, no one's ever gone into a doctor's <laughs> surgery and the doctor said, "Well, judging by your symptoms, have you been around any bare feet lately?" It doesn't, it doesn't happen. It's not. It's no, not. it's not like um, when we came back on the uh, EasyJet flight from uh, Naples, uh, we weren't allowed any nuts because uh, no. a woman was uh, highly allergic. Allergic. Right. Yeah, uh, Ricky Gervais does um, a piece about that in his Humanity uh, stand-up show. Is that uh, that's the last one, isn't it? Yeah, started yeah. strong, fell off a bit. Yeah, I didn't think it was too bad. I thought it was okay, yeah. but uh, I'm sure he'll be absolutely delighted to hear our, our uh, critique <laughs> Review, of it. Yeah. Um, but before we get into the, a bit more about Naples, let me just give you an update on the on the Sean Holders situation, and right. I mean holders plural because last time we heard they were both in the hotel lobby. A strange coincidence, there were two men called Sean Holder. If you want to hear the story, go back and listen to episode 53, I think. I thought we squared off this uh, story. Well, we didn't because we left Sean Holder, the one I know, in the hotel lobby. What did he do next, Pete? Uh, He's been turfed out of a hotel. If I know the R. Kelly song, he goes to a room and oops, somebody. It's the remix to Ignition. You're, you're in it on an underage girl. Uh, come on. That's not, my, that's not my bag, mate. It's R. Kelly's. After right. the party, it's the hotel when, lobby. When, when, what happened last year? Like, remember when R. Kelly was like was accused of capturing literal young women by like, and, and the parents were kind of complicit and like that story just went away. Yeah. Especially in, you know, you know, 2018, we're supposed to be a bit more on shit. Nothing you're, happened. You're a rotter, Mr. Cringe. <laughs> rotter. 
Yeah, he's a rotter. He's a proper... That's what the R stands for. Rotter. Rotter, rotter Kelly. Mm. Um, I don't know what happened, Pete. Maybe no. some listeners can get in touch. Hello at <laughs> LukeandPeteShow.com. Are if you in R. Kelly's dungeon? If you've seen R. Kelly at large, do not approach him. No. He is presumably armed and dangerous. Mm. Sean Holder says, when I asked him on behalf of the listeners what actually happened, he said, we just bolted out the hotel. These are his words, not mine. The way the hotel is laid out, we had been checked into a country cottage away from the main uh, building. So I drove around and picked her, my girlfriend up without having to show her face in the reception again. <laughs> Sitting in the car, though, we both realised we had put down a £150 holding deposit. So I had to go back a second time with my towel between my legs to get that back. Hotel staff were so awkward, they couldn't look me in the eye. In shock and awe, we started to drive back to London, then realised it was too sad. So checked ourselves into another hotel in Oxford and got drunk there because we had a day off work the next day. That's fa- that's look. That's the best of a bad situation. Yeah. Uh, I Let's think, get pissed. I think the holding deposit should have been kept by the hotel because you did enjoy their at least briefly. So, well, at least on a pro rata basis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take a tenner off them. One hundred and fifty pound for say two feet. nights. Yeah. That's forty eight hours. Just pro rata it down for the time they've had. Exactly. Give them about one hundred and twenty two quid back. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the Sean Holder resolution that everyone mm. was after. Yeah. Um. Anyway, should we talk a bit about Naples? Uh. Yeah. I'm trying to think what happened in the hotel in Naples. Uh. I. Uh, it was too hot. Let's have an it's, let's have an it's been. Right. Yeah, it's been. There you go. Uh, I watched it Italian for it's been. Mm. Who knows? You're going to look it up. I have no idea. But Siri, what is Italian for? Not a talon. <laughs> <laughs> the only remember, person I ever met who uses Siri. Do you remember? Um, oh, is it uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. The chicken has large talons. <laughs> Does the chicken have large talons? And the guy goes, <laughs> son. I don't understand a word you just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's been, we, we've been to Naples. Um, if you've got a German, I can go, yeah, bin. There you could be. And no, because that is I am, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I did a, um, I forgot, this is, this, is a, this is an example of my admin. In the boots in departures. At, admin! In, 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 um, in, in, uh, in Gatwick, right. I found some Piz Buin sun cream. Right. And I did that. Piz Buin. Piz Buin. But I didn't share it, I forgot. Anyway. It's Piz Buin though, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, it's a stronger boo. I wonder what that Buin. means. Is it Australian or something? Don't know. Ah, you're a real Piz Buin, mate. I speak English, so presumably not. Yeah, but it could be like a kind of shortening, like Ute. Or... Like the way they short they shorten the name Australia to Stry. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. just say Stry. Or they shout at Aborigines. Uh, yeah. Right, where are we going? <laughs> Naples. Naples, Naples, Naples. Don't complain about the hotel room because it makes you sound privileged and a little bit sort of uh, arrogant. Complain about what? The hotel room you're in. Uh, I, I was in a hotel room. I don't think that's completely, uh, you know. Well, think of Sean Holder's experience. <laughs> Can go wrong so very quickly. <laughs> I didn't get turfed up my hotel room, but the things I did there, I should have been. Yeah. I bought a little travel line from next door. It's quite, it was actually quite a boring experience in the hotel. Uh, I used my... Uh, provisional driving license as a key card to uh, make the lights come on. Very good. That's a great life hack, as, I, as the kids mm. say these days, that. Yeah. So you don't need to actually use the hotel key card to keep the lights on if you don't mm. want it, because that can be annoying because you can leave without it. Just roll up a... Anything. Just, just roll up Piece the, of card. Roll up the Do Not Disturb card. Yeah, piece of card. Yeah. Anything works. Yeah. You can just slide anything in there. <laughs> what did you think of Naples as a city, Pete? I really enjoyed myself. Uh, I did. What Everybody was so good looking. Yeah. I mean, they didn't always dress amazingly, but they all were incredibly good-looking and healthy. Editor's note, you are currently wearing a 1998 Newcastle United shirt and a mm. pair of tracksuit bottoms and bare feet. Yeah, good you would You would fit yeah. in as a member of the, of the Kimura pretty, pretty well. <laughs> i just come back from uh, the gym where I ate a 
carb grenade chocolate bar. I don't go in. I'd never buy any creatine, any protein powders. Carb I don't grenade. really understand why it works, but I was a bit peckish, and I thought, I'll get one of those chocolate bars from the vending machine, and it was a carb grenade. Sounds like slang for someone saying they had a massive dump. <laughs> I just dropped a carb grenade. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. I pulled the pin out. Get it away from your mouth. <laughs> Get it away from your mouth. But, you know, speaking of people being good-looking in Naples, mm. I was chatting to John as well, our friend. And, uh, <laughs> speaking of people good-looking in no, Naples, not him. my hotel room had a really big mirror. Had a really good-looking guy <laughs> in it. And, and all, a lot of the men in Naples look really tough. When you get close to them, you're like, hang on, has he sculpted his eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot of kissing. Yeah, sort of like a cross between Cristiano Ronaldo and, um, I don't know, like someone really tough. <laughs> In one face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like a lot of, uh, um, uh, I kissed the taxi driver when we left. We were very late to the, uh, we had Pietro, our taxi driver, who we met like the night before when we were drunk. Um, and we got him and his uh, dad, I think, to uh, to drive it us to the his airport. dad, it was, was just his, his mate. It was his mate. Just his mate who was a bit older. All right. Yeah. He said it was his brother, which seemed very strange. But uh, yeah, and he, he, they do that like kiss on both cheeks and stuff. Yeah. But John, uh, our friend Did you John feel awkward about it? it? No, I went, I went for tongues. Did you? <laughs> I was like, goodbye, Naples. I'm going to take something with me. A cold car. <laughs> a taxi driver's dignity. <laughs> no, we did that by uh, our friend Laura yeah. not getting up for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. What, so what's your point about kissing the taxi driver? What's your point about not kissing the taxi driver? Well, you don't know. I didn't why, kiss did, why didn't you kiss your taxi driver? I don't kiss and tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was a great place. Uh, I, it had a real uh, edge about it, which is quite <laughs> quite exciting. The bars were quite good. The food was incredible. The Friday night when we arrived there, we took a, a steer um, from someone and went to a pizza place called something Damakele, I think, which is a, reportedly the best pizza in the world. <clears> and we waited outside for an hour and a half to get in. Uh, drinking Peronis on the uh, on the pavement. Uh, who got the Peronis? Thank you very much. You did, Peter. Stroll. Who opened them? Because you didn't get a bottle opener. Me, with a lighter. Almost broke my finger. Well, uh, I opened mine on a wall. So. I opened about 16 bottles of Peroni with I used a lighter. To, I, I used to open them with a... Uh, Your teeth. With, with yeah, teeth. Bad, do idea. Bad idea. Um, but the pizza went inside. was absolutely incredible. And to go back to what I was just saying earlier about how, how the pizza was invented, but how they cook it, apparently, is they knead the dough for a very, very long time, of course, when they lay the pizza out, I think they only cook it for about 45 seconds. You know that? Oh, really? That's yeah, how it's very, very quick. To, yeah. To which I'm thinking, why the fuck are we waiting an hour and a half outside? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There were, t- were free tables. When we went in there for the, for what is reportedly the best pizza in the world, and of course it's a subjective, uh, subjective thing, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be outraged if, people was, if someone said that's the best pizza in the world because it was delicious. It was four euros a pizza. Yeah. It's incredible to value I mean, that. The problem with pizza is it's hard to charge much more when it is just a bit of dough bit of tomato and tomato in particular was very good sure but it's supply and Everything. demand if you've got 200 people waiting outside to get in the hives great band yeah giving your age away there peter that's all right isn't it yeah it's not too bad it's not your same age if you me, go so. to any if you go to any indie bar slash club like the music's they still play the arctic monkeys from you know 99 or whatever why do we always have to get back to you going to indie clubs couldn't find one in Naples, mate no you did Could try find you one. did try um had a crack before we before we go over the over the edge of the cliff of self indulgence too much, just mm. one final point about Naples is that um, we were in a bar having a nice couple of drinks, and you and uh, Joel uh, decided uh, you were going to go and find a club. Yeah, um, and we knew you wouldn't be to find one. We knew yeah. that you should just stayed there. Yeah, cause it was a comfortable chair with a mm. nice drink and good company. Uh, yeah. As as we, okay, uh, okay, company. There was, a, there was a chair. It was a mixed bag. There was, there was a chair. Um, about an hour later, when we decided to leave the bar ourselves to go home. Yeah. Who did we bump into? Pete and Joel walking we, the streets. Couldn't we, find anywhere to go. We did, so, we did some laps. 
Yeah. So look, when I get pissed, I like it. I like to sort of continue the evening until at least two o'clock. You guys, you get too drunk too quickly, and you sort of settle into yourselves. Me, if there's a bit of sugar running through my veins, I'm like, yes. Let's yeah. do something. Um, and uh, Let's have an adventure. That's definitely true. And for me, nothing good happens after 2 a.m. And I've always maintained that. I've always maintained that. Since I hit about 30, I've maintained that. Uh, we were supposed to go to Pompeii the next day, which is amazing. Mm. Maybe we'll talk about it on Thursday uh, if we if we find the time. It's a beautiful place. Incredible, incredible place. Um, Pete, you didn't turn up for Pompeii. No. I, Could be bothered. I wanted to go to a castle. I went to a castle instead and I had a lovely time. And I yeah. had a McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Pompeii will always be there. Pompeii has been there for a while. It yeah. will continue to be there. Yeah. I'd actually quite like to do a little um, road trip, a little, maybe a little train trip around, um, around Italy. Around the Amalfi, down the lovely. Amalfi coast. Beautiful. Yeah, it'd be nice. Maybe start in Switzerland. If you are listening down. to sponsors, <laughs> just, I mean, just try to think of sponsors who would sponsor it. A rent-a-car company, perhaps. A yeah. car rental company. I mean, you're the only one who drives, so. Yeah, it'd be a lot of work for me, wouldn't it? I could sleep in the back. That's what I do. I'm going on a road trip next uh, next week, and... Uh, I can't drive. Neither can another person on the trip, and another person on the trip. So there's one person, one designated My driver. My goodness me! And last time I went on a road trip around America, I bought the best thing I ever bought was we were in a Target or a, one of those shops, and uh, I bought a big pillow. Oh, <laughs> a big pillow in the back, having to lie down in a convertible. Beautiful. I think it's pronounced Tarjay, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. All right, should we do some emails? Let's do, do some you, emails. Have Let's li- have a little jing. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, Luke, don't gunge me, mate. Pipe down, Pete. I told you never to argue I'm with a customer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to go first? Uh, I'll give you a couple about... Uh, we're talking about Easter um, sausages. Easter chocolates. Easter chocolate eggs a little earlier Easter on. Sausages. Um, Easter sausages. Easter sausages. In the Donaldson family, it's sausages. Easter bangers. The funny thing, the thing of your family is you, you famously give each other sausages for Easter, don't you? But you put yep. them in the Easter egg boxes as as normal. Frozen, completely yeah. frozen. So solid. you take all the chocolate out and everything and yeah. put the sausages in the little plastic bit. Exactly. Yeah, it's Bang nice. On. Bang yeah, on. It's nice. Uh, to, uh, you can get an entire Savloy in a promotional Toblerone box. And, a, and you can get... Um, Imagine a, if you open a Toblerone, there's just a sausage in there. You can get a Cumberland in a dairy <laughs> milk plastic container. Uh, dairy milk. Is that circular? Well, I'm just saying the egg, the egg bit. Oh, right, okay, you, you can, can sort of wrap it, it up. Can, yeah, you can fit a scramble in there. Well, they're already wrapped up, aren't they? Yeah, I guess so. Um, we were talking about uh, Easter eggs not having the word Easter on them, and it was very upsetting to a lot of people. It wasn't upsetting to me. I was just oh. I just inquired as to the reason for it. No. Uh, Matt, uh, one of the supermarkets claimed that their chocolate egg packaging had never used the word Easter and provided some photo evidence from the 80s and the 90s. I don't know how true this is. However, same with the Ian Burt. He says that this has always been the case for 95% of eggs. You can check this by Google Imaging. Um, or imagining he's written there, which I quite like. I've Googled imagined it. I Google imagined it, uh, officer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 1980 Easter eggs and seeing nearly all of them just say milk chocolate egg on them and not Easter. So, fuck you. Bigots. Oh, and he said Bitcoin. 
Where did that come from? I've got some Bitcoin. I told you, didn't I? Ethereum. Yeah. Ethereum. I've got Ethereum as well, And, yeah. and Daniel just ends with, uh, we could just all grow up. It's a chocolate egg, which I uh, kind of agree with. You're right, Daniel. Yeah, you're um, right, Daniel. Speaking of Easter eggs and Easter sausages, but mostly Easter eggs, <laughs> do you remember the Easter egg in the 80s that came in like a Yorkie truck? Oh, yes, I do remember that. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Magical. I love that. Um, oh, we used to go to the Navy Club uh, afternoon, like so basically where my dad used to drink, uh, and um, they used to put on a puppet show, and all the kids used to you know, dance around, have a little disco or whatever. Yeah. And it was really exciting, but the eggs they used to give you were fucking obscene, like proper 1980s, back of a lorry, Taiwanese dog chocolate. It was fucking dreadful. Dog's eggs. Dog's eggs. Literal dog's um, eggs. And also Yorkie's Nestle, isn't it? So back in the eighties that would have been bad. Yeah. I was too young to realise though. Well Yorkie it was Yorkie, yeah, Yorkie's, Yorkie's Nestle, Nestle isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It still is, yeah. I don't actually I don't actually mind Nestle. People chocolate. forget well, people forget the um <laughs> I don't actually uh, mind the uh, African uh uh milk uh scandal of the nineteen no. eighties. <laughs> that's really sort of run and run. Nestle insists that that's not been happening with their company for like years and years, but it still yeah, carries it's on. Tenser, though, isn't it? You, you know, you you know, don't shit where you eat, mate. Sort your shit out. Don't, literally, don't poison babies and you'll be fine. But it's true. I understand all that. But, I mean, if we're judging people on that standard, and maybe we should, I don't know, but, we, I mean, you're not getting any work. Because 10, 15 years ago, you were up to all sorts. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't public, was it? <laughs> that is true. I wasn't yeah. making money out of it. I wasn't, wow. making, I wasn't building an empire. You couldn't get booked. I didn't, I didn't build my empire on, you know, dreadful things. That is a quote. Peter, Peter Borpal Donaldson. I did not build my empire on dreadful things. I'm going to yeah. write that down. Yeah. Um, do you want me to do an email? Do an email, you dick. Hang on a second. <laughs> Let me just finish this. All right. Should I start? No, I'll do it. I've got it here. No, I've got it here. Right. Um, what, what, what do you want? Do you want one about um, Turkmenistan? Do you want one about documentaries? What do you want? Let's have a documentary. Okay. I'll, I'll do Turkmenistan. You do the documentary. This is from Alex. He says, Hello, um, Alex. He says, Hello guys. Uh, on the mention uh, of good documentaries to watch uh, on the early show, Last week, I wonder if you guys have any other recommendations. A few of mine I would definitely recommend to you and the listeners are um, Hickson, about a Brazilian MMA fighter. Uh, Renzo Legacy, don't know what that's about. The Lego documentary, I've seen that, it's very good. Yeah. Tilt, about pinball, not seen that. The Imposter, which is absolutely fantastic, um, which is a story about... Um, have you seen The Imposter? It's about a story about a kid who, who takes on the identity of another kid. No. It's, it's very, very strange. You should yeah. watch it. Um, he says, these are all great. Um, do you have any to, to recommend? I do, actually. Um, I, like I said, I agree the imposter is fantastic. Anything by Werner Herzog is great as well. Grizzly Man is good um, oh, by him. Good. I enjoy that. Have you seen Little Dieter Needs to Fly? No. About a, um, a Vietnam veteran who goes back to Vietnam. Mm. He's a um, he finishes the job. He's a, he's a pilot. Right. His story is incredible, it's, and I think he was captured. Um, and he goes back. It's really, really good. Um, and one of the things, oh, Ken Burns, the Vietnam War is really good. That's, te- that's a ten part. It was on BBC for a while, but that is definitive. It's fantastic. I, d- I don't know how you watched all of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, the Jinx. I wanted to get to the Jinx. Have you the seen jinx the Jinx? Is the guy who kills the person and clearly gets away with it, or doesn't he admits it on camera? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have watched Jinx, but now you don't need to. Uh, no. no, no, it's it's the reason, sinister, intelligent man. Yeah, the reason the Jinx is worth watching is mm. because these sort of, um, you know, I, I guess if you speaking, taking it back to podcasting, if you listen to Serial or S Town or one or two others, you can be forgiven, and they're, and they're great podcasts, of course. But you can be forgiven to being a for being a bit unsatisfied with the ending of them, right? Right, because they're done week by week, right? Yeah. They don't know where it's going to go. The Jinx has one of the best payoffs you've ever seen a documentary series. I think it's a five or six part. It's definitely worth watching. Yeah, I keep, I, I've only seen the clip of him in the back of that car 
Mm. And he just seems incredibly sinister. Watch it. He's mad. He yeah. is mad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Um, so I hope that answers your question, Alex. I was, um, what was I watching? What was that documentary about the, um, ah, that uh, cult in... Oh, like, Wild Wild like, Country. Wild, wild, so I'm only about four great. episodes into that. That's very, very good. Is that, is, is that got a good payoff? Don't tell me. Um, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> well, the thing about the documentary, I, I got recommended by a guy called Joe, who, uh, well, through a podcast I was listening to, but I know him, uh, and he was basically saying that um, uh, he's basically saying that he he's always cynical when every episode has a really good payoff or a really good ending. Like he's really cynical that they've managed to kind of like you know balance it so much that there's you know um, reveal after reveal after reveal, right? And uh, this, you know, it's fascinating. These people who are still, you know, beating the drum for this cult, mm. um, you know, thirty years, forty years down down the line after it had all kind of fallen to bits. Don't give any more information because no. people want to see it, including me. And there's a woman in it who is an older lady who is incredibly exciting. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I've, I've I've met her already in the, in, the, in the four episodes <laughs> I've watched. Go like on, pal. What you, what you got for us? Uh, Ash. Hello, Ash. Suitable name actually for this email. I think so. Uh, dear Logan Pete, uh, first of all, uh, enjoy the podcast, etc., etc., etc. With the vague uh, mention of a burning hall in Kazakhstan on this week's pod, I immediately knew that Pete was slightly off the mark. Okay, that uh, that makes it sound like he preempted me being off the mark, and not that he knew had some prior knowledge about this situation. Well, you're really on the mark. I know, right? Oh, mate, ne- I don't even know where the mark is. I am the so. mark. Um, and uh, he was actually referring to the door to hell. In Turkmenistan, I know this because I tried to visit the landmark myself, and, <laughs> and, that, and that is sorry, it up. sorry to cut in. That is the door to, to hell. hell, not the daughter hell. No, about like hellish daughters. Bring your daughter to, to the slaughter. Iron Maiden's only number one. Let her go. Let her go. Let her go. Yannick goes from Hartlepool. So is he? Yeah, you should see him in uh, WH Smiths. Um, he was the only man in the nineteen nineties who would have white um, bleached jeans. <laughs> But yeah. he was ne- he would always be reading the caravan magazines. Never yeah. reading like total you would imagine he'd be reading like NME or like Q or something or, or um uh Total Guitar, but no. Caravans. Um Bruce Dickinson, lead singer, uh yeah. has got a lot of interests as well. He's got like fencing, cleans. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I, I might have met- talked about it. I read his I read his autobiography recently. I'm I met with a guy yesterday who um flies can fly his own plane. He's like thirty. It's just, I, you know you meet someone who's quite impressive and you sort of go, Oh, I'm <laughs> don't point at yourself. Yeah, and you're 37, so am, have yeah. a word. Um, <laughs> but it's just incredibly impressive. At quite like, it's a younger age. Of me. Sure, oh, come on now, mm. that's too impressive. But he flew into. Uh, he's uh, he's from Jordan. Uh, he lives in um, Bahrain. Bahrain. Yeah, and he fl- and he flew into uh, Israeli air, 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 airspace, and they started buzzing him in um, not Yiddish, was it uh, Hebrew? Hebrew. And he and he was like, uh, oh, uh, but he, he doesn't speak any. And then they switched to uh, Arabic, and sort of went. Get out. Get out of Israeli airspace. What a story. Just in a little Cessna. What Lovely a story. old job. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, in the summer of uh, 2014, this is um, Ash's email, uh, I was taking part in the Mongol rally with, along with uh, five friends and our route was to take us through uh, the tourist hotspot that is Turkmenistan. We immediately singled out the door to hell as a must-see because, as Pete rightly alluded to, the hall was intentionally set on fire to burn off any excess methane gas. And although they estimated it would take only a few weeks to burn, uh, that bitch has been sizzling since 1971, which sounds awesome. Yeah, they, they Great s- pictures. Didn't they say that it would take a couple of weeks, but it's ended up being like 45 years <laughs> in counting? Ah, <laughs> that'll teach you. Yeah. The gas, uh, the earth's got a lot of gas in there. Um, 
Now, unfortunately, we'd heard that getting to the hall could be quite a long-winded and expensive affair. And being a thrifty bunch, we thought we'd just find on Google Maps and drive there ourselves. We arrived at the crater and was uh, disappointed to see that instead of the flaming eye of Satan that we'd been promised, uh, there were about six flames and it was all a bit shit. We figured that there couldn't be uh, that many flaming holes knocking about, though, and that we were at the door to hell after all and that maybe we just caught it on an off day. (laughs) 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 This door to hell's having a right off day. Uh, If anything, it's a door to purgatory. Yeah, exactly. Uh, To make matters worth... It's like the 17th of Dante's circles. Yeah. Um, To make matters uh, worse, we also radioed down a passing team that we had met the week before because luckily for them, we'd already found it and it wasn't as difficult to get to as people had made out. As I've already alluded to, though, we were at the wrong fucking one. Rather, <laughs> rather than hitting the Darvaza gas crater on Google Maps, we'd instead made our way to the Darvaza mud crater, which a quick image search will show you. It's almost exactly as impressive as it sounds. Uh, there was just some bubbling mud in the bottom and a few flames giving out a nice cheery glow. I like the mm. fact there's just like a bit of bubble, but you, there's still flames, though. Still mm. flames uh, in Turkmenistan. Massive balls up. Finding out from other people that the real one was just as awesome as it uh, looks was a bitter spill to swallow. We'd also been approached by a local guy during the night trying to tell us that we were at the wrong one and that he would take us to the right one for a fee. But the language barrier being what it was, uh, we just thought he was trying to extract money for us uh, for seeing the hole that we'd already found and just told him that we aren't paying, so piss off. <laughs> this episode still stinks to this day uh, and the reference to the hole in our, in our latest episodes uh, just brought the embarrassment flooding back. This is what happens when you think you're smarter than everyone else, kids. Good point. Yeah, and, and the little known fact about the door to hell in Turkmenistan is it burns so fiercely and for so long it's because where they, it's where they throw all the uh, press freedoms and human rights. <laughs> <laughs> Could you, uh, do you reckon anyone's um, jumped in that hole to commit suicide? I, would, uh, it's a, uh, I don't know. It's good though. It's, like, it would be a good way to go, wouldn't it? It's quite where, a bleak question. Where did Peter go? Quite a bleak Dignitas question. Dignitas. What would you rather? Dignitas or burning hall in Turkmenistan or indignitas badass yeah. <laughs> badass thanks for that Ash that's a good story that's good on that one I quite, like, I quite like to hear more about the Mongol rally as well really yeah. I, I'd, I'd quite like to go to Mongolia is it for um, is it uh, Mongolia is interesting because like uh, Mongolia and um, those sort of places it's a real interesting ethnic mix the, pe- the way people's faces kind of work there around that, that that's mm. interesting um, um, do you want to have a quick email? Yeah, another quick email. This one's directed at you from the, Rever- the Reverend Joshua Morris. I'm not you out, Reverend. <laughs> you can't Direct do that. Direct shit to me. Not a man of the cloth. <laughs> not a man of the cloth, although he's based in America. so you might. I mean, you're going to America next week, so yeah. you might see him. Um, although I like the fact that the, the good Reverend, um, although he announces that he's got Energizer batteries, he just lists his address as America, so <laughs> you might not see him. He says, uh, and this is an email about transubstantiation, Pete, because we found oh. a week or two ago that you didn't know the the story of Christ, Jesus Christ's crucifixion, mm. which well, I was can tell you a yarn about Caesar, Caesarea Philippi. Well, do you want to do that now? No, let's no, get okay. on with the email. Uh, transubstantiation. Um, so yeah, the Reverend, the good Reverend Josh Morris has got in touch. He says, gentlemen. As we tend to say, long-timers and a first-time emailer, uh, emailer, I would like to offer myself as the official Luke and Pete Show ordained minister correspondent. I thought you said first-time healer there. Yeah, first-time healer. First-time healer. Yeah. Um, Josh is one of those people you see on Facebook videos who, who um, throws, people, heads, throws yeah. people over with the force of his, uh, of his, of his holy <laughs> spirit. Um, he says, after, after hearing how Catholic education ruined Pete... It makes so much sense now, and so I would like to set the theological <laughs> record straight. We could start with Pete's comment, I know all about Caesar, was it Caesarea Philippi? Caesarea Philippi. And the tra- transubstantiation. Yeah. He then went on to sus- describe transubstantiation. Well, transubstantiation is a theological concept that in the Eucharist, communion, crackers, wafers, Jesus' body and blood are actually in the elements. The priest 
it is a Roman Catholic belief, turns the elements into Jesus' body and blood. So essentially what, what I guess what they're saying is that you should take literally that the crackers you're eating and the wine you're drinking is in fact Jesus' body and blood because the priest says mm. so. Two, two, um, thing, two things on this one. Um, the Windsor Not podcast, uh, Josh Grebbles um, uh, mentioned, he went to Catholic school as well, and he mentioned that his uh, priest, <laughs> his priest um, just had uh, white wine. Right. Uh, because he didn't like red. How does that affect it? I don't know. But he just went, I don't like red wine. Has Jesus got the anemia? Enti- the entire... <laughs> enti- is this is... Uh, have you drained his spinal fluid? <laughs> is this what's going on here? Yeah. It's so weird. Like, it's so weird. That he's, just, he's just willing to sort of go, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to white wine because I don't like red wine. Yeah. It, it is a nice white. It's very crisp. <laughs> it's a nice white. And it's summer. Lovely with, so... lovely, lovely with fish. <laughs> it's chilled. Yeah. 50 fish. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And also... Um, Jesus was a historical figure, and yeah, when we, you know, your energy doesn't go anywhere. Your energy just gets turned into something transformed, else. Transformed, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, like, isn't that or lovely? Transferred. Isn't that look? I would find that a little way more heartening that um, it, Jesus' body, um, you know, fed some worms, or you know, his his energy went somewhere. You know what I mean? And yeah. and, and, and and that's a beautiful. That's that's a more beautiful thing than some hocus pocus about blood and wine and little what, biscuits. Everyone's body when they die goes the energy is transferred isn't it and mm. it goes on to 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 i guess to to to, to feed the turkmenistani door of hell door of hell yeah <laughs> it, I, I was i had a, i was I had a dream the other night i won't go into it too much detail because obviously it's slightly boring but yeah, dream i had and luther king did that yeah <laughs> yeah I, I have a dream but i won't go into it because it's slightly <laughs> boring uh, and it's well boring when you tell people about your dreams but honestly. You, you know you have those deep dreams where you you wake up and for about five minutes you can't work out what happened or not deep dreams i had a dream that i saw a news report that we had found well, not we as in me and you but as in scientists and astronomers had found like another civilization right but it was all dead everything was dead oh quite depressing it's really depressing, quite depressing. imagine if that happened I mean, it's, they're it's all not, dead. It's not the plot for a sci-fi film, is it? Yeah, they're all, they're all just they're dead. Everyone's so um, their energy was transferred too. Have we got time for another email, people? Uh, just we go? a quick email. Well, if you talk about dreams, I'll move on to uh, Essex, uh, and I'm moving to Alec Lodge, which might be a place in Essex, might be a person at Essex. Might be a Sean Holder state. Exactly. Have you been to Alec Lodge? Um, as Mr. Blobby seems to pop up on your podcast occasionally, I thought I'd share a dream I had a few years ago. Um, again, Dreams are very boring, but I, I do like the fact uh, that there's something in this dream. Uh, I dreamed I was part of the crew to build the set to bring back Noel's house party. I was then told I could help, um, but not get too involved after the mess I'd made of Mr. Blobby's funeral. <laughs> Just like that. He, he says he has no idea what happened at said funeral. Uh, yeah, very strange. I'm a lorry driver, and I've included a screen grab of my Facebook memory from when uh, the dream happened as evidence. So thank you very much to Alec Lodge. That really made me laugh. I'm a lorry driver, and I've enclosed a picture of all the amphetamines I take. <laughs> Trucker speed. Have yeah. you ever... Um, have you ever... Like, what could you do to Mr. Blobby's funeral to make it any less ridiculous? I mean... Or he, any more ridiculous, is he, rather. Is he buried in the suit? Yeah, because his suit... There wasn't a lot, there wasn't a lot of padding. It was quite loose, wasn't it? Yeah. Around the legs, and you could really squish the suit. It was like when you remember when uh, people were accusing Beyonce of having a fake uh, pregnancy, yeah. not not like ectopic pregnancy, but like they thought it, she was um, faking and she had a surrogate because there was this really weird shot of her standing up on Oprah or something or sitting down, and her stomach sort of folds in on itself, and it's like her big fat belly just goes, right. and it's like that definitely shouldn't happen on right. a normal baby belly. You're not an obstetrician, though, are you? <clears throat> Let me think. 
No, no, I'm not. No. Um, there are people on the internet who believe that Australia doesn't exist. So I mean, yeah, you, 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 you can get, you can find them everywhere. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I'd I'd, I'd rather um, believe something with my own eyes rather than fucking flat earthers. I mean, like you know. Do you know what I'd like to? Who I'd like to hear from? The guy who was in the Mister Blobby suit in the nineties. Yeah, if he's listening. Get in touch. One of uh, the Teletubbies died recently. I think I mentioned it on a previous You podcast. did. How does Mr. Blobby's hat, or actually head, never come off when he just chuck himself around? I think it did a couple of times, didn't I it? Never and saw that's that. why it's funny, because he's a bit shit. I we, never saw it. We talk, we talk, we've probably talked about this before. Mr. Blobby not being allowed to go to New York uh, is one of the funniest bits of uh, television. Just Mr. <laughs> Noel Edmonds being fucking Noel Edmonds. Yeah. Just going, Mr. Blobby because we're going to do a show from New York and that was going to be a big deal. That was yeah. going to be North House Party yeah. um, stateside. And basically, uh, he, Noel Edmonds is like showing his uh, ticket, showing his uh, like you know business class, uh, upper class ticket to uh, Mr. Blobby. Right. And, uh, and he's going, I'm sorry, Mr. Blobby, you're, you're not going to New York because people, you just make a fool of us. You're embarrassing, blah, blah, blah. And Mr. Blobby goes, no! Yeah. And he gets really angry. Yeah. And he's sort of sort of going upstairs to bed and he's really angry and he's just stamping and, you know, st- and he gets really angry and he's like bashing into that wall that always used to wobble. And then uh, Noel Edmonds gets out Mr. Blobby's ticket and he absolutely goes fucking ape shit. It is so funny. Right. And uh, it's, it's it, it, check it out if you can. Mr. Blobby, New York. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is you're a big fan of uh, Mr. Blobby. I've come round to him. Um, who's, in the, who's in the Noel Edmonds suit all through the 90s? <laughs> a prick. Right. <laughs> um, is it funnier than Peanuts? Uh, it's up there. Yeah, is it's, it? it's okay. definitely on my little, I'll little check it out. carousel of nonsense that I like check to it out. Uh, look at every now and again. Right, should we get back? I'll get out of here and then come <sighs> back on Thursday. Uh, I think that seems sounds like a plan with you. I've got a good man card on Thursday actually. Oh, yeah, so ring it. Make, make an appointment to listen to that. No. Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com if you want to get in touch with emails, stories, and anything you've been up to. We'd love to hear from you, because otherwise, it's essentially just me stuck in the room with the Pete. Could you send me an erotic drawing? Bye! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.